We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I'm Chanae Ogwumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. New England sending QB Jimmy Garoppolo to 49ers. We believe we found the right guy. Garoppolo, quick pass, caught by Kittle. He dives, and he's in. Touchdown, 49ers. Kittle is going to go. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Striking Gold, your 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Network. This week's episode is sponsored by Indeed and Bet Online. My name is Rob Lauder. I cover the 49ers for the Blue Wire Network. Joining me tonight is my co host, former NFL defensive back, Eric Crocker. Man, how are you feeling, man? How, how are you feeling tonight? You know, I'm, I'm you know, I'm chilling. <laughs> <laughs> It's just a maniacal laughter, dude. I love it. I love it. Oh man. So yeah, I mean that was tough. I'm a, yeah, it was it was rough. So I mean, rough, rough. It was rough, but what do you expect? You know, it, it's like when when you go out there and missing the guys that they they were missing. Like you can do you can do patchwork missing a couple guys, 
But when you're missing as many key guys, like not even on defense, but like just offensively, it's going to put you behind. And there were times where, you know, maybe maybe the 49ers could have kind of stopped the bleeding a little bit if the offense was able to kind of, you know, keep a drive alive, but they just weren't. So, you know, it it, it was tough. It, it was a tough watch. We we both, you know, expected 49ers to lose. Um, and, you know, considering when they lined up and I saw number 86 out there, I was like, oh, shit, 49ers are in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, all right. So now what I will say, though, is is I, I did not expect the 49ers to win. I did expect them to lose. But I felt like just given the way the 49ers have matched up against the Packers in the past, that maybe they had a chance. But they had no chance. It was it just wasn't there. There was never a chance for them to win this game. Maybe the, the highest chance they had of winning this game was at the opening kickoff. And then from then on out, it was just all downhill <laughs> from there. Yeah, now, just to right, right, just to set the stage, you know, we'll we'll talk about the offense, and then we'll kind of get into the defense after some sponsors. Uh, won't be a long podcast, just because it's it's one of those games, and there's just not a lot to take away from a game where I mean, primarily being played by backups. But so on offense, the 49ers were, in case you forgot, without uh, their starting quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo, their All Pro tight end George Kittle, uh, their starting wide receiver Debo Samuel. Um, their uh, starting wide receiver opposite Debo Samuel in Brandon Ayuk, uh, their wide receiver three in Kendrick Bourne, um, their starting running back in Raheem Mostert, uh, their backup running back in T- Tevin Coleman, uh, their third string running back in Jeff Wilson, their starting center in Weston Richburg, their backup center in Ben Garland, uh, their backup tight end. Well, no, excuse me. I was about to say Jordan Reed. He came back tonight, but didn't do much. And then, um, they also did not have Jalen Hurd, who also is, hasn't even taken part in this season. And we'll even give a little shout-out to Juwan Jennings, who probably would have been activated today had he not been hurt on the practice squad. Um, and they also were without their starting left tackle, uh, Trent Williams. And I think I – did I get it all? Yeah, I mean – That's just the offense. Yeah. <laughs> That's just the offense. So, I mean, you are literally talking about – a squad on offense consisting primarily of backups, like almost across the board. You know, there's there's obviously some starters that remained along the, the offensive line, but I mean, you're talking about an, an almost primarily second string offense going up against, even though the Packers defense is not great by any means, but they're still going up against a starting defense. You know what this reminds me of, Croc? And it would be worse in, if it were to actually happen. But what happened tonight reminds me of when people say, oh, I bet you Alabama could beat uh, the Browns. <laughs> yeah. It's like that. Like, and, and it would even be worse if a college team played a pro team. Like, it would be worse than what we just saw tonight. But that, it just, it, it, what it should show you is that you should have res- a little bit of respect for how good starting players are typically in the NFL. They're starters for a reason. You know, because they're they're fucking good, and and they make a huge difference. And the moment you know you're where the 49ers are now, where you're trotting out majority backups, there's more backups than starters. That's that's just what you get. That's that's just the talent discrepancy between starters and backups. That's why they are what they are for a reason. Every now and then you get you know the 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 rare diamond in the rough that rises from 
from an obscure role to become a starter type of deal, but that's that's not what we saw tonight. I mean, I guess if you want to if we want to throw a little positive nugget in here, we saw Richie James do a little something something. Yeah, no, you know, um, not so. I before the game, even before the first snap, I tweeted out, uh, you know, big game for Richie James with a question mark, and. I never in a million years expected nine catches for 184 yards in the touchdown. <laughs> like, right. Like, I, I didn't, you know, I, I, okay, Richie James rant coming on. Here we go. Um, Richie James is very interesting. Like, the last training camp I was there, like, you know, for, you know, for most of the training camp, it seemed like he always makes plays. And I've tweeted out before, like, man, if Richie James were Dante Pettis or one of these other guys, I was like, it would be noticed more, like, what he does in practice. Right, like in training camp. In training camp, he does his thing, but you know, just the politics of the NFL and everything. Like you see his ability, and it's never been like, like something that like, like was in question. Like to me, he reminded me kind of of like a Emmanuel Sanders type receiver. And you know, I, I get it. Like some of his yards were garbage time and stuff like that today. But just his ability that he's put on display when he's on the field. I want to say last year he had only six catches, but like over a hundred and something yards. And a touchdown. Like anytime he's gotten the opportunity to really catch the ball and not just be on the field, because he plays snaps, you know, because I think he's actually like a good blocker, but he plays snaps, but that that doesn't mean that plays are like uh intended to go to you, you know, and they never put him in position at all to kind of be successful. And I've always thought, not saying that he was going to be a nine catch, 184 yards in a touchdown type guy in one game. But I always thought that, you know, why can't he be a third receiver? You know, why, why can't he be uh, in, you know, whatever they were trying to do with Trent Taylor, you know, most of the time in the, in the past? Like, why couldn't Richie James have that type of role? Because I always thought he was a more explosive player. He was a twitchier player, like really tough. And it was really cool to see him be as involved in the game as he was tonight. Now, obviously, the 49ers just had no choice because it's like, who else are you going to throw the ball to? Uh, River Craycraft, which they actually tried to, and most of the time it didn't work. Um, not all his fault. Quarterback kind of messed some stuff up at times. But, you know, you're going to throw the ball to Trent Taylor? Mm, they tried to, but, again, wasn't really a connection there. So, you know, it's it, it was really cool. It was really cool to see Richie James there and put on display like, hey, I do have ability. Like, if you get me involved, like, you can get me involved. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can play in the NFL. And that was one thing I took away from today. Like, Richie James is an NFL receiver. Now, I don't want to go overblown and say he's, like, some wide receiver one or anything like that. But he is somebody I feel like he, he, you, he should find a way on the field. Now, everybody healthy, that's going to be tough because everybody else already has a role. You know, when you talk about Ayuk and Debo or Bourne and those guys, but he should be the next guy up. And he's kind of just been passed over to the point where everybody's like, well, you know, they just feel like he can't play. And, and I don't think that's the case. So I, I know you just want to talk about some positivity, but really, you know, big shout out to to him who I can go back and tweet and people will say it. Like I've said, like the dude has ability to play in the NFL and he's just needing an opportunity. And finally he got this tonight. That was really cool to see. Took advantage of it. Right, yeah, and he did it with a uh, with a quarterback that just seemed like he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. You know, like Richie James was pretty impressive, pretty explosive, and I get what you're saying. Like he could at least he proved that he should at least be an option. 
You know, like get him out there, you know, let him get some some run instead of Kendrick Bourne sometimes. I mean, I want you to win your bet though. I'm, I mean, I want you I want you to your Kendrick Bourne to get those receptions so you can win your bet. But I mean, hey, Richie James is at least has proven that he could be an option. Like he should be out there, he could get involved, he could make plays, you know, that that's kind of uh, at least what he showed. But on, on the other side of the coin, uh, Nick Mullins was was not great tonight. He, he, I mean, he made some throws, but even the throws he made were like, like even that one where Richie James made the guy miss and scored on the broken play, like, like Nick Mullins almost didn't even give him the ball, get him the ball, and he was wide open. You know, Nick Mullins had to come back to it and kind of like, not Nick Mullins, excuse me, Richie James had to come back to it and kind of like get down and catch it. But Nick Mullins was rough, rough, rough. I think... He ended with only one interception. Um, you know, he completed sixty-two percent of his passes. You know, one touchdown, one interception, and eighty-six quarterback rating. But I think he threw like what should have been at least like three, almost four picks. You know, there was the one that that safety should have had and taken to the house. Um, there was the other one where he basically threw it right to the defensive lineman right in front of him, and he he like bobbled it and almost caught it. Uh, you know, it was just and, – and a lot of the throws that even were completed were just way off. You know, they were, it was just rough to watch. He did – I mean, obviously he hit some. You don't complete 22 passes and all of them be bad. But it was just uh, – it was pretty rough. You know, it was – and it could have been worse, I guess. It could have been worse, worse. But, I mean, I guess anybody compared to what Aaron Rodgers was doing out there was just – would look pretty bad. But so, you know, Nick Mullins was bad. Uh, Jarek McKinnon ended up getting the bulk of the carries, 12 carries, 52 yards and a, and a touchdown with four seconds left. I started Jermichael Hasty on my fantasy team. He had four carries for three yards. Um, uh, you know, he got a, I think he had a catch, so two catches. So that kind of helped out, but, um, yeah, that, that was just a weird, weird game all around for the 49ers offense. But I mean, just sitting atop everybody was, uh, was Richie James that nine catches for 184 yards. So, uh, he was dealing with a uh, Kyle Shanahan did say that going into the week, Richie James was like 50, 50 to play with an ankle injury. Uh, Richie James said after the game that he felt like his ankle was like 90, 95%. So he went out there, you know, and, and obviously he lit it up. So, I mean, that was pretty impressive. Jordan Reed was activated off injured reserve today. Um, and he only had one catch for three yards. You know, I figured he might be a popular target given Backup quarterbacks like to throw to tight ends, but it ended up being mostly Dwelly. He had three catches for 52 yards. So, I mean, it was just uh, – it was something. You know, it, there wasn't a whole lot of success there on the offense. Uh, I mean, I could kind of break it down from a, a, a like, you know, a, a team perspective. They only had the ball for 23 minutes. They were 3 of 10 on first down, which is 23 is rough. minutes all game? Yeah, that's, that's all they had. Ooh-wee. Yeah, it can that's and that's compared to what the 49ers had done lately. Uh I don't they didn't do it against Seattle, but the two games before that, they had to have the ball for almost 40 minutes. So you're talking about, you know, almost, you know, 17 minutes less than what what the offense had been doing. Um I'm trying to look for anything else in here that just stands out a lot. But I mean, that's pretty much it. They averaged the same amount per play as as the Packers. It's just the Packers had the ball way longer. So it was just a rough game. Rough game all around, you know. You got any uh, any any other thoughts on the uh, the offense there? I, I was a little surprised that Kevin White wasn't able to get a little bit more involved. Um, I was definitely looking forward to seeing him. Now, you know, he's been there just as long as R- River Craycraft. Uh, 
And, you know, Craycraft played a majority of the snaps. So maybe there's something that White's not doing or showing in practice. But, you know, it would have been nice to see him be able to get a little involved and kind of showcase some of that talent that made him a top 10 NFL draft pick. But we didn't get to see that. So, Nope. Oh, and no hasty. What was up with that? Like, you know, had, I mean, not no hasty, but I think he only had, I think I saw 15 snaps all game. Um, and he did touch the ball quite a few times, but I was three carries. He got four carries for three yards. And for, ooh, that's not good. And then he had a few catches, right? Yeah, two catches, um, two catches for 10 yards. Okay. Yeah. So got a little, you know, <laughs> catches, but yeah, I, I would have thought that he would have had more opportunity than that. So that was something else that was pretty interesting. Right. Yeah, I, I did too. I, I mean, that's I'm I, I pride myself as being a fairly intelligent fantasy football player, and I thought, especially after what you know the the Vikings did to the Packers on the ground last week, I figured that the 49ers would at least try and replicate that. And they really didn't. I mean, I guess they were kind of behind the chains most of the night. And the Packers aren't going to fear anything Nick Mullins is going to do through the air. So it was very easy for them to kind of sell out and stop the run. So, I mean, I guess that's that's the way they played out. But let's get a quick word in from our sponsors. And then we'll come back and, and take a look at the, uh, the defensive side of the ball for more uh, positivity. I promise. Um, Indeed's leading us off here because even though sports had a break, your business did not. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed's here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire with 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month. Indeed's going to get you the important hire that you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try out Indeed with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions do apply. Offers valid through December 31st. And obviously, football is back. It's in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline's going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Do not forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE. It's all one word. BetOnline is your online sportsbook experts. Okay, so to set us up on defense, okay, because I kind of set the scene there for you on offense. 
The defense was without stud defensive end Nick Bosa, rotational defensive lineman Solomon Thomas, pass rusher number two, D. Ford, who uh, John Lynch kind of said that he expects him to miss the rest of the season with his back injury. Uh, special teams linebacker Martin Zocha, stud cornerback Richard Sherman. Uh, safety Jaquiski Tart was out there, but he left the game with what looked like some type of leg injury. He was limping. Um, Ronald Blair, who would be a very, very nice rotational pass rusher at this point, given the team's like state, but he can't be out there. The team waived Julian Taylor, who was still recovering from an ACL tear last year. The team signed defensive lineman Ezekiel Ansa, defensive end, uh, to kind of take Nick Bosa's spot. He tore his bicep. He's not out there. I'm just kind of running through. Akella Witherspoon was a healthy scratch, meaning he was not activated for the game despite the fact that he was healthy. Um, Kwan Williams was was not out there. He, he, he started the game. Uh, I think Matt Barrows just recently tweeted that he may be dealing with an ankle sprain. So And he's been dealing with hip and knee injuries, so he wasn't out there most of the time. I mean, it was just, uh, it was brutal. And, you know, and, and obviously they just released Quan Alexander or, excuse me, traded him to the Saints. So, I mean, he's he wasn't there. I'm not really, you know, leaning one way or the other as far as him, his impact. But the 49ers were just as beat up on the defensive side of the ball as well. I mean, not just as beat up, but, I mean, they were they were pretty bad. They're pretty bad. So, you know they didn't. They did not do well. It it kind of reminded me a little bit of the Seahawks game, because the Packers. You know, and a little different in the way that the only receiver that you really need to worry about. I mean, it didn't really work out quite this way either. But the only receiver you really need to worry about <laughs> in on the Packers is Devontae Adams. Yet that man still went off for ten catches, hundred and seventy three yards, and a touchdown. So I mean. Whatever game plan they may have written up for Devontae Adams just did not work. Um, and I always expect Devontae Adams to kind of eat like that. Like, not necessarily like that, but you always expect Devontae Adams to get his because he's just that good. But, I mean, that was pretty bad. He made some pretty ridiculous plays, though. I will say that. But Yeah, that that's a tough thing when you don't have, like, I don't want to say a shutdown corner, but a corner that you're confident in. Because really what you could do, say if you had Jalen Ramsey, right? What you could do is put your other corner on Adams, but make it to where you have a bracket on him and then put Ramsey on the second best receiver or whatever. And he has less safety help, but he's guarding the lesser talented receiver. You know what I'm saying? So. You know, let Ramsey take that guy away so you don't have to worry about him and you have a bracket on Adams. Force him to make somebody else beat you. But with the 49ers and the way they play defense, you know, they put him in the slot. You got Jamar Taylor on him, and he just runs a straight go route right by him and catches the ball down the sideline. And and then when you play so much zone like the 49ers do, they're going to find different ways to just get the ball in his hands. I see it every week. When Adams is on the on like when they're near the end zone, they're throwing him the ball. And if you're playing off off or soft, they're just gonna find ways just to get the ball in his hands. And that's like it's like anytime you watch the Packers, like you see that. So you one just can't give them any kind of room. And 
two, you can even down there, okay, like like play some type of bracket where where your corner has is pressed, but he has outside shade. So now you're taking away the fade ball. But if he runs a slant, have somebody um uh taking that away, and you know, likely a safety just with his body positioning to take him away. And guard him that way. Like do something, but you just can't let him let them play like pitch and catch all game. That was pretty pretty fucking annoying to watch. Like as much as I like Devontae, I remember I was looking forward to watching them, but golly, like don't just give it to them. Doesn't it just seem like a little stubborn? You know, like like it just seemed like and we kind of talked about this throughout the week. Like, you know, in the way it happened to I mean, the 49ers defense probably did put a little bit more focus into Tyler Lockett given what he had just done. But the 49ers just watched DK Metcalf tear them apart, you know, and, and you know, they kind of just kind of stuck with it, it seemed like. And then now they just watched Devontae Adams tear them apart, and it kind of just seemed like they stuck with whatever they had planned. And it's, you know, it kind of reminds me of the Dolphins game where, like, Brian Allen was just getting absolutely destroyed, and they're just like, well, it is what it is. You know, hopefully you can get it together. Uh, and, you know, and I'm not a schematic guy, especially on defense. They may have made changes that I, my ignorant ass just has no way of identifying. But it just, you know, when a guy gets up near 200 yards two weeks in a row, you just got to wonder, like, what's the focus? And what are you doing to limit that that's not working? You know, I, I just, I, it's, it's I, again, I'm not trying to act like I'm. Yeah. You know, a tough thing too is like sometimes it is hard, like just to cover guys and they're running around and stuff like that. Like you need your pass rush to kind of get there, and they didn't have any help there. You know, it was like Aaron Rodgers was just way too comfortable all game. And I, I know what people are thinking, like, well, Robert Sala can't be good if he doesn't have Nick Bosa and D four. But it's like, well, you need your fucking best pass rushers, right. <laughs> and when you don't I have mean... them, and the quarterback has it all day and he's not. And, he, and, and he's comfortable all game. Like, this is what happens. And then he's buying time and running for a first down. And, oh, I'm just going to roll out right. Like, that touchdown that Verrett gave up, like, that's tough. You have a guy that's running the back uh, end zone route, and then he just stops and goes the other way because the quarterback's roll, uh, rolling out that way. Like, that is extremely difficult to guard. Almost impossible. Almost impossible because as you're going and then and the quarterback – and then you uh, you look to see if the quarterback's about to throw, and then the guy goes the other way. Like, you can't guard it. Like, you can't. But if you have somebody like Nick Bosa out there, and and now the quarterback can't get to the edge because Bosa cuts it off and he defeats his guy, now you keep him in the pocket. Like, that's – now you're making it more difficult on the quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's not just pitch and catch. Like, you, you miss that impact. And that was the biggest issue with – with the 49ers in 2018. Matter of fact, like people don't remember the defense wasn't terrible in 2018. I want to say it was like the 11th or 12th ranked defense in the NFL. The issue was they didn't have any playmakers or anyone taking the ball away. I want to say 49ers took the ball away like five times all year. Uh, and obviously they've done that more. They've done more than that this year, but even then, they, they don't have those the, – the big thing the 49ers are looking for is, like, who's going to be the closers? Like, who's going to make plays? Who's going to take the ball away? Who's going to get those sacks? And it ended up being everybody in 2019. But right now, everybody's gone, and, and you're missing that. You're, you're missing the guys that make plays for you 
especially on the defensive line, like pressure is what helps coverage. It, it flusters quarterback. Look at Nick Mullins today, like getting sacked, fumbling, uh, getting hit while he's throwing, balls fluttering in the air. Like, and even when he has time, he was drifting back. Like, that's what pressure does. And 49ers just don't have anybody that's able to get any type of consistent pressure like that. There's no elite playmakers, no playmakers, period, on that defensive line. And they're, they're, they're struggling. They're struggling. So that, that was a big that was a big issue for the defense today. Well, and it, I will say the same thing about pass rushers as I would quarterbacks. How many defenses that have solid, solid pass rushers could you just take them out of the game for an extended period of time and the defense still be good? You know, how many defenses out there that benefit from great pass rushing like the 49ers did last year, could you just remove the pass rushers and the defense still play at a really high level? And the crazy that- thing is, even with those guys out, the 49ers defense, for the most part, isn't terrible. Like they're It's actually- not as bad as you would think it would be. Right, but they just can't make the plays to get them off the field because they don't have the pass rush. Like most, more times than not, they make teams work. But yeah, when you don't have the pass rushers and you're missing like your guys and you don't plan for it, like it's one thing if like it's like, well, these are who we have because we we plan to not have Nick Bosa and and D Ford and Ezekiel Asa. But when it's like, well, no, you're supposed to have them, but they're just all injured. And Ronald Blair is not back. Like no, they're just all injured. Like. Now, now you're down to what your who who like your fit your sixth edge rushers like they're they're just well, of course they're not making plays <laughs> you know and that that's tough that's tough I'm surprised that the 49ers defense statistically has done as well as it has uh, considering not having those guys because that's that's tough but but now you see I mean in the last two games they've given up like what eight touchdown passes. Like, you know, it's like they got to get off the field. They need some, they need some pressure and they, it ain't coming. And the second no, thing, you know, the worst part coming. about this is we got to watch this for the rest of the year. Like this, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, and you know, you know, you're doing that knowing that it's not the real 49ers, you know, like right. this is not the team that we're supposed to be watching that. Cause it's like, it's like, we know that Kyle Shanahan's a good coach and he can scheme shit up. We know that John Lynch has put together a good roster that's capable of competing for the playoffs and the Super Bowl. We know all these things are still true right now, but they are just so absolutely devastated by injury that feel we feel like we're watching, you know, some team that's trying to be the New York Jets. Like it's just like not, you know, it's like just not real it's not the real 49ers, and you're right. We we pretty much have to watch what we saw today against the Packers is pretty much what we have to watch for the end of the year, until the end of the year. Now, you know, I don't want to get too far. You know, the, the 49ers will get Debo Samuel back. They'll get Brandon Ayuk back. But, you know, they'll get Trent Williams back, but they're not getting George Kittle back. I don't think they're going to get Jimmy Garoppolo back. You know, I, and, and Richard Sherman might come back. I don't know. D Ford is already – they've already said he's – basically not going to come back you know they have so many high caliber nfl players top 100 type players when they're on the field that just are not going to play they're just they're just not going to be out there so the 49ers have got to make do and what we saw today is kind of just it's what happens 
It's just it it is what it is. Like I mean, it sucks. I'm, I feel sorry for the 49ers. I feel sorry for their players. I feel sorry for everybody that's injured. I feel sorry for the front office because it, it to me it just feels like it's not legit. You know, it's this is not what the 49ers are supposed to look like, but it is what it is. You know, they they can't control it. I, at least I don't think they can control these kinds of injuries. If they can't control it, then goddamn. But you know, I don't know, man. I don't know. Is there is there something I'm missing? Like, is there a way this team's going to improve that that I don't see? Maybe I mean, as these guys get more reps, the backup get more reps, and Mullins gets more reps. Hopefully, you'll see some improvement there. But it's just, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be. A, what was the key? Remember, you asked me. You said, "What? What? What's the key to the 49ers winning?" Do you remember what the key was? Don't let Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams go off. No, no, no. That wasn't the key. I mean, we kind of knew that was going to happen. It was play ball control and don't turn the ball over. And it was like he was trying to turn the ball over all night. Now again, I, I can't. Obviously, you know, and like you said, Mullins did not look good. He was really no. Shaking. You know what? That was the key to the Seattle game. I got my keys messed up. That was your key to Seattle game was don't let. Well, you it was don't let him hit the deep ball. Yeah, don't let him hit the deep ball. I was yeah, like, yeah. you have to limit the deep ball um, to just one. <laughs> <laughs> right. But uh, no, against against the Packers, it was your underman. Like you have to figure out a way to play more ball control offense. But the 49ers only having twenty three. Minutes of time possession, clearly didn't do that. And I'd say out of the 23 minutes of time of possession, eight of it came, like, on the final two drives. Right, <laughs> you know? dude, seriously. Right. It, it, it was all at the end. Let me let me go see this because it says possessions here. Yeah, it was bad. Okay, possession, obtain, receive, loss. Okay, yeah, I mean, okay. Am I reading this right? I'm trying to okay yeah this should tell me how long each possession is. So you've got um you know a minute and 13 seconds, 6 minutes and 11 seconds, 3 minutes, 1 minute and 35 seconds, 1 minute and 9 seconds, 1 minute and 43 seconds, 1 minute and 50 seconds, 2 minutes and 32 seconds, and 1 minute and 15, you know what I mean? That ain't going to cut it. Yeah, you know, so they did the opposite. Their two longest possessions were in the third and fourth quarter. Now, again, I I can't, like, blame them like that because it's like, well, Eric, what do you expect? They're out there with Trent Taylor, Richie James, and River Craycraft. Like, so, you know, and then uh, uh, Justin School at left tackle who who looked there. I never thought Justin School was good like that. I know a lot of people were high on him. I thought Brown School was a better uh, swing tackle. I wasn't high on school, but um, even though Richie James did his thing, but it's just like, dang, you're just so undermanned. You're so undermanned. So I can't expect them to to uh, be able to, you know, play some ball control offense. But that was the key, and they weren't able to do that. And you see what happened; it just spiraled out of control. Couldn't keep the ball out of the Packers' hands. And I think if you're looking for a positive, I. I think next week 49ers should have back Debo Samuel, uh, Brandon Ayuk, Kendrick Bourne, Trent Hamlet. Williams. So Trent um, Williams. And Trent Williams. So I mean that's that's a that's a <laughs> that's a lot of guys. And, <laughs> and then we might be able to see a better version of Nick Mullins. Cause I, I don't like Nick Mullins, I, I know who he is, 
and a lot of his issues are compounded by the fact that he's not mobile and he can't move. But that was a little worse than what what I you know what I expect from him. Even him, like I, I think he's better than that. I, you know me, I I've been pushing the, you know Zach Wilson or nothing, you know no matter what. But I do think that he's better than what we saw tonight. So, um, yeah. Damn, <laughs> <the same> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, at least the 49ers, you know, they get some time. You know, they have some time. They played on a Thursday night. It's their, a Thursday night. They won't play, you know, this weekend, and then they won't play again until until next weekend. So they get about a week and a half to heal up. So, like Crocker was saying, they should get Debo, should have Ayuk, should have um, uh, Trent Williams, should have Kendrick Bourne. I mean, those are some offensive little boosts. We'll see what happens with. Kwan Williams, we'll see what happens with Jaquiski Tart. Um, you know, it, it's just because Marcel Harris kind of had a little bit of a rough game there. Um, so we'll see. I mean, we'll see. It's it, I'm, I'm trying, and Crocs trying. We're trying to search for some some positivity here to kind of just give you something to look forward to. Um, but I mean, you could always just look at draft prospects. You know, start start looking for who might be available if the 49ers are in the middle of that first round or something like that. I don't know, man. Just trying. I'm, I'm trying here, folks. I'm trying to trying to give you something, but now, it may be rough. I mean, got a got a big game next week, man. And you just now, at least with with uh, with the Saints, you know the ball is going to come out of Drew Brees' hands fast, and you know, so it, it you know the pass rush wasn't going to be a big factor regardless. So. You know, hey, let, let's see if the Fortnite can play better next week. We're, we're already getting ready to turn that page. But initial reaction to, not, to tonight, it was tough. It was tough to watch. Um, it was just tough to watch. Yep. Uh, sometimes it doesn't have to be more detailed than that. You know, I think that it is what it is. It's tough to watch. And we'll see, hopefully, as, as time goes on and, and these backups that are now starters get more reps, you know, maybe they'll improve and they'll be able to make some – some get some make some games competitive and maybe get some wins. We'll see, we'll see. But I mean, that's all we got for you guys today. That's our uh, that's our just a reaction to the game. Uh, we will be back on here. We probably won't be back on here until uh, next week. You know, we'll we'll record something on Monday uh, that you guys will see uh, Tuesday morning or shoot, I don't know. Maybe we'll switch it up and record something on Sunday. Um, you know, we'll see, we'll see. Me and Croc will talk about it. We'll get together behind the scenes and. And see what we're going to come up with. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Hang in there, 49ers fans. Uh, it'll get better. I don't promise. But I'm, I'm just being encouraging. It'll get better. Uh, the, no matter what product is on the field, I appreciate everybody for coming in here and listening to Striking Gold. Um, you know, we know our, our viewership's going up. We know we're getting more, you know, interactions from you guys on Twitter. And we appreciate it. It's awesome. It's a very fun fun thing to be on here uh, talking with you guys and, and stuff like that. So I appreciate everybody who's listening and hitting us up on Twitter with their comments and stuff like that. It's awesome. I appreciate you. Um, hey, Hey, but for another night, you know, you know what it is. This, this is striking gold signing out. Justice for Richie James. Peace.